Hi, and welcome to Cadence Podcast. I'm Katarina. And I'm Michael. And today's episode is about how striving to improve can cause you anxiety. Yeah. I think a different way to say that is perfectionism. Yes. Right? I think the idea of wanting to be perfect causes a lot of people anxiety. And constantly wanting to do better and Mm -hmm. sort of like getting to, yeah, that perfect end result. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into that, though, I think we are going to start off with the new cadence. And I'm going to pull this up on my phone because I actually have two today. I cheated. Oh, and to those of you who are listening for the first time, the new cadence is a segment where we bring sort of some interesting news, Yeah. hopefully current, but not always. And while this isn't current, current, it was more recent. So recently, the timeout uh, website, company, magazine, magazine. you guys have heard of timeout, right? They always talk about those really great food courts or or whatnot. They actually have released the, the cities that have the best public transport. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think what got me thinking about it is recently Katarina and I always talked about how we don't ever want to buy a car again. And maybe you want to tell them while I while I pull this up really quick. Yeah, I think we um we don't since living in Berlin, we've been living in a city that has pretty great public transit and yeah. we always said um that we don't feel the need to own a car again because a car, as much as it provides you with freedom to go wherever you want to go, yeah. it also, uh, there's maintenance involved, there's bills involved in a big city like this. You have to find parking or you have to pay for a parking spot. And um, so sort of more what we're thinking is when we want to go on a road trip, there's car sharing nowadays, so we could use car sharing, or you could just rent a car for the weekend. And mm-hmm. that's sort of, I think, maybe a good, quite a good summary of what our thoughts are. Yeah, and I think, and we used to own a car. So we used to own a car because when you live in Calgary, Calgary is much more like Los Angeles, and it's just more challenging to get around the city without a car. And because the public transport isn't as strong there, you have to own a car and just, you know, the car payment monthly, the gas, even with renting car share here, it's just so much cheaper. Like we even did the math, like it would be even half the amount. Yeah. Even if you were to rent a car a couple of days a week or weekends Mm -hmm. a month or something, it is still cheaper than owning a car. And that means all the cost involved. Yeah, the the car sharing um, options here are strong. I don't know if you want to kind of let them know about that so that they they can kind of understand how easy it is here for the people listening who've never been to Berlin before. Yeah, I think in Berlin we have about three to five car sharing companies. Yep. And you pretty much can find a car on every corner. Yep. And there's... 
the car sharing where they charge you by the minute that you use it, but there's also car sharing options where they charge you by the kilometer. So if you're stuck in traffic, you're not actually being charged. It's really only the amount of um, kilometers you drive, yep. or there's even options where it's like X amount of time with X amount of kilometers included. Yep. Even for weekend trips, they give you options. Yeah, but basically, so... The list is compiled like this. They were basically pulled all the people who live in the city and then they asked them sort of three main criteria and then they, they ranked the cities based off of all the responses. So they basically asked the convenience of it. How easy is it, is it to use? How easy and comfortable is it to use? Um, how great the access of it is and how safe people feel using it and well lo and behold berlin made top pick number one yeah berlin was number one not what i expected who, who did you expect is it a worldwide list yep uh, i've heard people say that the public transit in i think it was london and tokyo is the top okay yeah so 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 the the top categories were reliability um, accessibility, comfortable, safe. And Berlin was number one. Oh. Prague was number two. Which you've experienced? Yeah, Prague, Prague's uh, public transport system was really great. On, the, on Apple Maps, it actually showed where the trams were going to be. It was really interesting. It had these little animations. The, the way you have to figure out when they're arriving, if you're, not, uh, if you're using an app, you still know the names, but they're not digitized. So you have to walk up to a board that's still printed on a piece of paper to see the name of the tram that you need to get onto. Whereas here in Berlin, they're all digital signs. But anyways, they're number two. Tokyo, number three. Which I've experienced, yeah. which I think is, when you think of Tokyo and Japan and public transit, it's precision. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason why um, it didn't make number one, possibly, is they said that uh, not all the places provide English that is very true. You have to sometimes memorize the uh, the Japanese alphabet, like the, the, the letters, to sort of yeah. understand what's the exactly. Name. Whereas in in Berlin, they they announce it in English. In Prague, they announced it in English as well. So they'll do dual languages. And in Japan, did they do both languages or no? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think you just had to listen for the name of the yeah. Language. And they and they're saying and they, it says right on here it says um, uh, the the Tokyo public transport is brilliantly maintained and um, it is becoming more increasingly easy to use even for non-Japanese speakers. And I think that's part of the criteria which says how easy is it to use. So I'll quickly fly through the rest so we can move on. So question, was there a surprise for you on the list of a, a city that you didn't expect to be ranked on this list for a good public transit? Yeah, actually. So, so I'll tell you the rest and you tell me which one stands out to you. So... Three was Tokyo, as we said, and then four, Copenhagen, five, Stockholm, six, Singapore, uh, seven, Hong Kong, eight, Taipei, nine, Amsterdam, 11, London, uh, 12, Madrid, 13, Edinburgh, 14, Paris, 15, New York, 16, Montreal, 17, Chicago, 18, Beijing, 19, Mumbai. And the things that stand out to me, um, one, simply because um, I thought they would be higher, and two, be 
the other reason is ignorance, <laughs> was I didn't realize Mumbai had such a great tra- public transport system. I've never been there. I just didn't know. And I guess also the question is what public transit is included. Is it any sort of like buses too, for example? Maybe. So I'm that, assuming. Yeah. Um, but the thing that sort of did shock me was how London and New York City ranked quite low. Exactly what I thought. But I do have to say about New York. Yeah. I think it's a very confusing system because yeah. they use the A, B, C, D, E lines with... Uh, we use that here too. Or in like northbound, southbound. Yeah. So when you're a tourist, I think sometimes you maybe don't understand quite. Yeah, but, but it, just in Berlin, we use letters. U2, U8, U7, U6. They have no idea. But I never got lost in New York City. I thought it was pretty great. I think the, the thing that confused me the most was how to reload the card because they use reusable, reloadable cards. And I just couldn't, for some reason, I didn't figure that out. But what's really dope is while I was trying to load up um, a fresh card, uh, once I had asked this really cool skateboarder kid, he, he a little younger than me, and I was like, hey, man, can you quickly help me out with this? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then as I was heading to the gate, he swiped one of his credits for me. Oh, yeah, so, man, people in New York, they always say they're all, like, jerks and mean and stuff, but they're not. They're just in a rush, so sometimes they f- they, they seem like they're rude, but they're super dope. I mean, skateboarders. I think skateboarders are dope in general. I used to be a skateboard kid back in the day, so. Yeah, that's really kind of them. But quickly, the second one is right now um, they are doing a thing where uh, Hong Kong is actually going to pay for you uh, pay for your plane ticket to visit Hong Kong in 2023. Did you have you heard about this? No. So like you can come from anywhere to Hong Kong and they will pay for it. Yeah. Exactly. Why? So I think back in the day they were doing. Um, they had bought a bunch of tickets back in 2020 to increase their tourism again, because lots of different reasons. There was a lot of like um, political distress and. For some reason, their tourism was dipping and they wanted to rejuvenate it. So the the tourism board had bought a bunch of uh, tickets from Cafe Pacific and they were going to give them away to people. And the pandemic happened, so they weren't able to do that. But now they uh, are launching it again and they have already started to, to do it for certain places. So on March 1st, they already gave away 80,000 tickets to South East Asian countries. Wow. On April 24th, um, residents of Hong Kong can enter to draw round-trip tickets to select destinations around the world to get the Hong Kong people to travel. Uh, Travelers from the UK were able to register on May 9th. Um, And now it is going to be the rest of Europe and the USA's turn. I think, yeah, Details of how travelers from North America and the rest of Europe can apply and are yet to be announced, but it looks like it's going to happen sometime in in May. So um, if you go to the Time Out uh, website, you can probably find that if you're interested in going to Hong Kong and, and checking it out. Because, I mean, I would love to go. I think I'm going to maybe try to apply for it. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do it. It sounds like you just have to register. and like, I think you have to do like a little quiz or something. And maybe it's a draw or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it's mm-hmm. it's for sure worth it. Yeah, and on top of that, um, the tickets are available for Cathay Pacific, HK Express, Hong Kong Airlines, Greater Bay Airlines. And on top of that, if you get the tickets and you're a part of this campaign, there are also um, going to be 
discounts offered from like the restaurants and some hotels and stuff because they're not paying for any of that stuff. They're just literally giving you two tickets. So you still need to pay your way in terms of uh, accommodations and, and, and food and all that. So if you've been wanting to go to Hong Kong, I guess that's a really amazing opportunity. Yeah. So maybe we move on to today's topic. Yeah. So maybe we'll sort of talk about why we even came up with this topic. <laughs> As we always do. I feel like that's how we always started <laughs> off. Because I think we always come up with these topics in like the funny, like we said, during lunch or this time it was actually during dinner one time, I guess. Was it dinner? Oh yeah, we were having dinner. Oh no, we actually... Had cocktails or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why don't you tell them how it came up and then we can get into it? Because I think the topic sparked because of how you uh, viewed it versus how I viewed it. Yeah, so... In Berlin, I think about two weeks ago, we had a, a Saturday with beautiful weather. So Michael and I, since we only moved into this apartment in September, we don't own any patio furniture yet. But that day was so beautiful that we decided to sit outside for dinner. And we have some foldable chairs that we use for a dining table when guests come over. So we just put out those two foldable chairs on the patio, used one of our little side tables mm -hmm. moved it onto the patio had two wine glasses on that little side table and both are a bowl of pasta and we're just eating it and enjoying the yeah the, the buildings the the ambiance of being in a in a city like you know and then i think the next day was or the mo monday after or something we were having lunch and i was sitting in my on my usual chair at the dining table and i could see the patio outside and I'm, i said to michael man I enjoyed that so much. You did. That yeah. Saturday evening, I could do this every single day from now on. And then you said? And I was like, I could not. And I was like, why? Like, that was so amazing. And you enjoyed it too. But then yeah. you explained to me why. It, like, I think for me, the thing was, I did enjoy that. Because it was the first time we did, had done it. It was a spur of the moment thing. And in my head, because I enjoyed it so much... My brain started thinking, how do we make this better? Because those are two janky foldable chairs. It was just a side table that we had. It wasn't even a dinner table. They weren't proper dinner chairs or, or it wasn't a low table with low couches. And I kept going to a place where it's like, the next time we do this, I want to make it better. And that's when it came up that I said to you, it, it's a blessing and a curse for my brain to always want to improve on something that I can see that could be improved on. Whereas Did that make sense the way you said that? That was perfect. Whereas I have the mindset of that was so enjoyable. I am so content with the makeshift setup that I will enjoy it. You would do it the whole summer. I exactly would enjoy like that. It just as much sitting on those foldable chairs as I would sitting there with a perfect setup. Yeah, and and for me, because we did it once, the second time, I would not be able to enjoy it because I would be keep I would keep looking around and being like, how can we make this better, more comfortable, more dinner like like the setup? Like, how do I how do I get a table big enough to get proper cutlery? And those are simple fixes. And you just buy the furniture and all that stuff. But I think the point was that I prefer things to be perfect. And there's no such thing. No, there's no such... And you see me get stressed about it. 
Yeah, and that's why we also sort of called this, or when I introduced the topic earlier, I said how the constant need to improve can cause you anxiety because yeah. there isn't that perfect yeah. end situation for most mm -hmm. things, if not all. Mm -hmm. So constantly wanting to get to a place that is unattainable mm -hmm. can, of course, cause you stress and anxiety. Yeah, and so... I think that's the one thing that we wanted to talk about was why why do we think it is that people like the idea of perfectionism still exists even though I think everybody knows that it doesn't like wh what do you think that is To be honest I think for uh the longest time that might not be the reason but it's just the first thing that came to my mind for the longest time, especially in a work environment, perfectionism was considered a strength. Mm -hmm. And the, for a while, they would even say to you, oh, when they ask you about your weaknesses in an interview, say it's perfectionism because it, it's actually a strength. It's something that you're wanting to... Like, it shows that you are committed mm -hmm. and you want to go uh, above and beyond. But I think... As society has moved on, especially from a work perspective, there's a lot of different conversations happening where perfectionism just isn't like people have understood that it's not attainable and shouldn't be. Yeah, and, and I think it's about the progression progression thing. Like a good example is one of the and one of the reasons, other reasons why why this came up as well is because we got a coffee proper coffee setup recently, like a proper coffee machine. And even though I have been pouring coffee and sort of uh, practicing my latte art for a very long time, up until like recently, I've always just been uh, what I would consider a, a beginner, right? And and then I finally got to a place where I was pouring it well, but I'm constantly trying to get it perfect. And while doing that, you sometimes push too hard and you mess up. So it's almost like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. Because I'm, I want to get to a place where I can do it perfectly every single time and I'm just not there. And I just, I, I'm not content with the art looking like okay or even good. Like I want it to look beautiful and what people would consider perfect. And for you, do you think that once you get to a place where you're pouring it consistently good, would you be happy or would you continue to push? I think I am content way earlier than you are. I have a, I have a certain level of bite where I want to get something to a certain place. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I know that I, that I can do it good enough, I am usually content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's where we're really, really different. And I think also what you were talking about is really um, was a was an interesting point where you said you when you constantly try to improve, you start messing up, and mm -hmm. it's also because you keep looking up new information, researching, trying out different techniques, and then when you're trying out that technique for the first time, it doesn't work out. So it's like you said, actually suddenly worse than it was before instead of me where I'm like, I have this one technique. 
I am doing it. I'm okay with it. I'm getting a little better maybe and I will get to a certain point and I am fine with it. But I think the other thing is that just came into my mind is when I was a child, I think when I was in kindergarten, I really also had that perfectionist mindset. So I had just, I think, started going to kindergarten. I was four years old. And I don't know if kids at that age can do shoelaces. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I was obsessed with doing my own laces, like lacing up my own shoes. And I was, I remember I was sitting there every single time when I had a second, I was just doing my shoelaces, doing it, doing it. I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. And at some point I got it. And then someone in kindergarten saw me do my shoelaces. So what that resulted in is every single time when kindergarten ended, I had to walk around and do up the shoelaces for every single child in my group. So anytime my mom wanted to pick me up, she was had she had to wait for me for like what 30 minutes. So why so who who made you do that though? The kids. The kids just saw like, "Oh, can you do mine? Can you do mine?" Can you and do you're mine? a kid. Yeah, so I was proud of it, so I wanted to do it. Yeah. But my poor mother then every day had to wait for me for 30 minutes to sort of do up kids shoelaces. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I ever I've ever had a a, a story. I don't have and it's funny, I don't have any stories because I've always been this way. Yeah. I've always never stopped doing something until you get it. You know, like like when you see little children and they're trying to they're trying to figure out like Lego or trying to fit something into a little slot, they they will continue trying until it works. I never grew out of that. Yeah. Like I, I just never grew out of that. What I am starting to get um have gotten better at is Rather than thinking about doing things to get them perfect, I've actually gone to a place where, I have to pull this up, but um, doing it with the infinite mindset, which is, which is the idea that Simon Sinek kind of talks about. And how this came about was in, uh, so you don't know a lot about this, but, but the NBA playoffs are happening right now. And the Milwaukee Bucks is the top, was the top, team and and um there's a there's a player on their team named Giannis he's he um he's from he was born and raised in Greece and um but his descent I think his parents I actually don't know exactly where they're from but from one of the African countries uh and I don't follow basketball that often but I know who he is because he is a superstar and he's like a force to be reckoned with but anyways, long story short, most people who are listening to this, if they follow basketball, they'll know what I'm talking about. And if they don't, what happened is they got beat by, they were the number one seeded team and they got beat by a much lower team. Like I think one of the last place teams um, in, that, in that side of the bracket. And it was the Miami Heat. And I think they lost the series four to one, you know, best of seven, you have to win four games. And one of the reporters asked him, hey, Giannis, do you think the season was a failure? And his response was, why are you asking me that? He's like, there, and to, I'm paraphrasing him. He's like, and, he, and he's like, and he was very good about it. He's like, I don't want to make this personal. He's like, but there's no such thing as failure in sports. He's like, Michael Jordan played 15 seasons. He won six championships. So are you telling me that nine of those seasons were failures? Hi, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. He's like, Every year you every year that we play, we work towards something. We work towards getting better. We work towards better 
discipline in game. We work towards something and moving towards that end goal of eventually winning one day is the mindset, right? So I'm learning, I'm learning that I will probably never be great, and I'll use this example again, at pouring the quote-unquote most beautiful, perfect latte art because I don't pour enough of them every single day. I only pour two a day. I don't work in a cafe where I pour hundreds a day. And so for me, I'm learning that I can try to get better every single day. I'll probably never get it, and I have to just be okay with that infinite mindset of always wanting to improve even and not letting that anxiety get to me. And it's, it's really hard because you see that I get anxious a lot when I'm not getting something. Yeah. And I think the NBA story uh, sparked something in my head too. It's like, there is no working towards that perfect end goal because as an NBA player is your perfect end goal to win, to, to win. To win <laughs> the German coming out in to me. win the football championships. <laughs> to win, no, to win every single championship in your career. Yeah, we know that's not attainable, it's but not it's possible. more the situation of you look back onto your career and you look at what you have accomplished in the time frame that you have been in that field. Yeah. and I think there are many there are many athletes who have been in situations where they have had amazing careers and have never won the, the, the big championship. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Didn't you even tell me about a tennis player or something who is so highly skilled? He's in Matchpoint. Um, he's one of the narrators. Yeah, he was the American tennis player, Andy. Um, oh, what's his name? I'll have to look it up. Yeah, and he was... Andy Roddick. Highly successful in yeah. tennis, from what I understand from yeah. you. But he never had a chance to beat... The top three. The top three. So yeah. would you say his career is a failure just because he never... Exactly. Well, here's, here's a better example. And you, you, don't, you probably don't know much about this, but you know who Dan Marino is, right? No. <laughs> so Dan Marino is, was the star quarterback for, the very, for a very long time of the Miami Dolphins. And he had from my understanding back in the day, almost every single record in the NFL, like tons of them. But he never won a Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So think, so think about that. Imagine, and I could be wrong, but Dan Marino had almost every record and he never won the Super Bowl, not even one time. Like how, how long did he play? Let me look it up. And I think also that brings up the idea of what do you define as the end goal? Mm-hmm. Is your end goal to win a Super Bowl or is the end goal just being successful in your sport? Yeah. And that is can be defined in different ways. Yeah, he played for 17 years. Wow, okay. And he and he held like almost like every record, like lowest sack percentage, the most leading points, completions, leading pass attempts, all these things and he never won one. He just never he never got there. And so do you do you consider him his career a failure? No. Like, no, absolutely not, right? Like, th- there are different measures of that. So how do you think someone like me can change that thought process? Because obviously, I'm in a place where I, I have this, like, like I, I struggle between just being, like, that, that perfectionism mindset versus, like, this sort of more, let's just call it infinite mind mindset, right? 
Like what makes you so content? Like when you pour your latte art, as long as you can get it to float nice and as long as you get a, a decent-ish design, you're, you're happy. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good question. I think... I don't know how to answer that because it is just... I think maybe I have... But I think you do that too, so I don't think that can be the answer. I have predefined for me what that what I want to get to. Mm -hmm. And I think I also am approaching it from a very realistic mindset. So I have set my goal just quite low from the beginning. And then you know that you can get there easily. Yeah. And then maybe... Do you reset your goal once you've hit that goal? Depends on what it... And depends on how passionate I am about it. Mm -hmm. I might or I might not. Like I said, depends. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where that's where we're different. I always reset that goal higher um, because I feel as we we've talked about this before, but I feel like people can be great at anything. Yes, and you were a little bit. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Berlin is really loud right now. There's a huge it sounded like a truck. A truck. And there's yeah. no trucks here in Berlin. Yeah, it like it's just truck. ripping past the the outside here. So hopefully, that's not on the podcast. Back to what I was saying. I, I was basically saying I truly believe that anyone can be great at anything if they want to be, right? Like I think if you put in – some people are just naturally gifted at being good at whatever that is, whether it's playing sports or singing or music or filmmaking. But I believe there are pe- – But I believe if you want to get into any of those disciplines, for example, you can get to that level. You just have to put in way more work. And that's what a lot of people say, right? People – People always look at um, someone who is, let's say, naturally gifted and they get there quicker and then they see someone who who also gets to that top level and they're like, yeah, they're overnight sensation. They also are gifted, but then they don't know the whole backstory of how long it took them to actually achieve that. Like, And I think that is something that we talked about many times and I always used to be the you you always correct me if I'm wrong. You always thought that people are good at some things and great at other things, but not everybody can be great at everything. And I also, how you thought. And I also definitely thought people are suck at some things, and that is okay. I always was like, this is my talent. This is where I'm good at. This is what I suck at. I accept all of those, and I will lean into those. Mm-hmm. So I have we have often had conversations where I said. I'm just not good at that. And you would never accept it because you believe that everyone can be good at everything. Yes, because <laughs> here's actually a good story that people might be able to grasp onto and understand better. And, and maybe uh, they have experiences too. But Drake, one of the top artists and all that, do you think he's a good singer? Like from his types of sing, like his... his yeah, I wouldn't say he's absolutely gifted. Okay, he's not an Adele or anything. Never would be. And he would say that too. But the difference is, I think he is great at what he does. And he is a quote-unquote great singer. Yeah. Like he's not a, he's no Mariah Carey. We all know that. He's no Mariah Carey, no Adele, all that. But I remember I saw him when he first started, when Drake just became Drake. Like he, no one barely knew him. He was from Toronto. He did a show in Calgary at 
like the the roundup center at the stampede grounds and there was i swear to you there was no more than maybe five five to ten thousand people there maybe something like that and i loved his music his beats were great but he wasn't a good singer i i, I clearly remember thinking holy shit he actually sucks live and i was thinking like he sounds so much better with auto-tune and manipulated and then funny enough he's drake blew up right like he's hardworking and he worked his ass off whether he took singing lessons or not and then i saw him again and this time he was at the saddle dome performing to 30 40 50 000 people and he was amazing his sing and in that moment i i just remember clearly i'm like this guy put in the work to learn to sing and that's a proof of what you believe in. And I think you also convinced me of it when we had a very long conversation about it. I, I believe that too. You can, everyone can be good at everything if you just want to be and you put in the work. Yeah. 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 So. I th yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, but don't let it stress you along the way and try to be perfect because you don't have to be perfect. You can be great or good. Yeah. You can be great and good. And, 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 from my personal experiences and my advice is that it may take you a very long time to get there. But if you really want it, you, you can get there. You have to just put in a lot of work, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to maybe be able to be in a place where the anxiety doesn't always creep in. But I do know that, People can be great at everything. They just got to put in the work. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I wish we had some more stories that we could tell about, about doing those things. Like, I don't really have any that I can, that I can truly think about because again, for me, it's, it's always one of those things where I just try to improve day by day. So it's not like this huge arcing story that, that I was so bad at something. And then suddenly I was this amazing thing. Cause I, cause one, the things that I'm really, really are shitty at, I actually don't, haven't tried to get better. Like I'm not, I'm not a good singer. I wish I could sing, honestly. I, I, it'd be so cool if I had, could hold a good tone and sing, but I'm not good at singing and I'm not passionate enough about it to put in that work because I know where I am now and, the, and I would be like, I would have to put in so much work and it's not like I'm not passionate about that, but that doesn't mean that if I didn't want to be great at it, I, I couldn't be if I put in that work. Yes, it's about wanting to do it. Yeah. And then putting in the work. And, yeah, and I have I think, other priorities right now. Yeah, and I think there's also, it's hard to have stories about perfectionism too, because barely does perfectionism bite you in the butt. Like, mm. it, the story that I told sort of it bit me in the butt, but not really, because I could still be proud of what I was doing. So yeah. there's, I think... Perfectionism is something that happens so internally. There's rarely any embarrassing stories or yeah. funny stories yeah. or anything. So that's that's. So so okay. So so let's just sort of wrap this episode up and and talk about what is something that you know you're not good at that you that you would truly want to be good at or put in the work to be good at. Let's pick. Let's pick. Yeah, a couple things. What am I not good at? I already told mine. Mine would be. Um, singing it, it, it's 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 something that i wish i could get really 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 good at but i'm not passionate enough about it 
I think mine is actually very um, boring slash everyday. I wish, not I wish, I would like to get better at navigating and being not so directionally challenged. Because I always say, just because I found my way to somewhere doesn't mean that I will find my way back. Yeah. So, and I you, can you, get good at you, that. She is pretty bad at it. Like, like I thought you were kidding, but like, the, for, it's weird though. It's so strange because you are so good at identifying north, east, south, and west. I can read a map really well, but don't put me on the spot in the map like a little, you know. Yeah, and, 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 here's, and here's the messed up thing. We could be going somewhere, and then right after we leave that event, she just is lost again right away. Like you're not good at like per, 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 um, perceiving where a, like a landmark was, and if it was to the right or to the left when you were heading there, and then trying to figure that out. I don't know. Or even walking into a store. Let's say we're walking along <laughs> the street. We walk into the store left, and we want to continue, and we come out. So I would have to go left again. Yeah. I come out. I go right. Like. Yeah, and I think it's because you just don't care enough. And that's because for you, you if if you if we were heading, let's say we were heading to the right, and we made a pit stop, and we came out of the store like pit stop at a bakery or something, and then we needed to continue to our final destination, it would be continuing right. Like you said, if you walked out and went left, you wouldn't care if you just have to turn around and go right. Totally. Whereas it would annoy me to not be aware that I did that. And I've also always said. Like I said earlier, I have leaned into that. I'm just not good at this. Mm -hmm. So I am comfortable not getting And it's something that you want to get more great at. Because you have taught me that I can. So Yeah. And is there something that you think you're great at now that you weren't at at one point? What am I great at now that I wasn't good at? And don't don't say anything work related because we do that every single day. Yeah. What could it be that I wasn't trying to think? All I can think of is work-related things. Yeah. Do you have an example? Maybe I can think. For me, I think it's just it's cooking. I think that I, I, I love food and I enjoy it so much that I've, I was... And that's how the whole everybody can be great at everything came up because you're not quite as good at cooking as I am. And you always ask me, you're like, how did you get so good at it? And it's because... I, I think I want to like you. I hope I, I hope you have something, but I want to end with a little nugget of this just sparked in my brain. But I think when you're curious enough about something, you will get good at it because you are constantly asking yourself or other people questions to improve, so that you could take that information and use it to improve your skill. I was always so in love with food and so curious about how something is cooked, the techniques, what goes well with 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 other things that I asked anybody I could who was great at cooking, whether it was my chef friends or just friends who were just amazing home chefs, how to do that or read books or just do research. And now I've become what I consider a pretty great chef myself, like a home chef. Yeah. You're really, really good at it. Yeah. So good or great? Really great. <laughs> amazing. Thanks. I think you were just giving me a little uh, boost up there because you have to, otherwise I won't cook for you anymore. <laughs> 
I think what I, the thing that I am thinking of is again, like everyday life related, but for myself, I think I have learned to be extroverted a bit more. Like Mm. I am still firmly an introvert, but I can switch it on if I want to at a party or in a work environment, or I have, it's a skill that I had to really work on because I used to be the quiet person that would not speak up and would beat myself up for it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something that I've worked on and have gotten pretty good at. Yeah. I have one for you. Okay. That maybe uh, you would enjoy getting great at. What about wine? Oh, yes. I enjoy it enough to, to want to get great at it where when you look at wine labels or a grape um, variety where you could be like, I know where that's from. I know what the, the, the profile that's going to be. I know what that could go well with food wise. Absolutely. Is that something that interests you? That is a skill I would like to master. And why? And why is that? Is it, is it because it requires some book learning? It require, um it's, it's something that bleeds into my, my, the experiences in my life. Yeah. Like it can make my experiences elevated mm-hmm. And it's also re- related to book learning. And I also think it's a very, very complex topic yeah. where, oh man, if I had the time, the money, and the perseverance, I would say I'm going to become a master sommelier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because. Yeah, you, because you want to learn. And it's, it's that challenge that mm-hmm. I want to expose mm-hmm. myself to. Um, maybe one of the episodes we can do a wine tasting blind tasting challenge of some sort that would be cool and then with uh, yeah we can just yeah we can do it with with each other we can do like three wines or something that would be really fun the 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 thing is i love wine and you know that i've been around it and i've been around people who are incredibly talented at wine and my palate sucks like some people just have a palate they just can taste the wine and they know exactly like when we watch some of those shows on on Netflix, like when we watch Psalm, mm-hmm. it's like how the heck do these guys take one little sip? They know exactly where it's from. They know the amount of acidity. They know the grape variety. It's just like wow. I like I know I'm never I I don't drink enough wine, so I don't know that I'll ever get there. But I know I could get there. My palate sucks right now, but I'm with you. I'm ready to improve that. Yeah, let's do it together. So, with that being said. Let us know. Is there anything that you have been wanting to master? Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below for us. Oh, and I also learned recently yeah. that you can comment on Spotify now. So can you? Yes. Oh yeah, because yeah, because Spotify went all 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 like wild with like videos and commenting, and they become more like a social like a social platform than just a music streaming service. Yeah, so you can rate the episode and in the rating, leave a comment. So if there's anything you want to share with us, be our first person to comment. (laughs) On Spotify. That would be exciting. I would love if someone just like left a comment on Spotify just to use that feature. But having said that, I would love if you are listening to this episode and you are excited about one of our wine episodes, let us know what your favorite wine is. What, what style, rosé, red, white, what region, whether it's Spanish, Italian, French. And we'll go out and pick some of this wine up and, I don't know, have a little virtual tasting party together somehow. And I'll tell the story of why I think Malbec is the best wine in the world. <laughs> oh, we'll save that story for another day. We have an amazing story about Malbec 
and basically what brought us together sort of part of it yeah that, that, that's a great story yeah and yeah so hopefully you found this episode interesting even though there wasn't a lot of laughter or funny stories because as you said the idea of 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 always needing to make something better or like in a skill set sort of way rather than a self-improvement sort of way like perfecting something is such an internal struggle mm-hmm. and so it's hard to to have these like awkward stories because once you're already good at it there is no real story I mean I mean there could be if you're trying to fumble a lot but I just can't think of any right now no, and I have been I thought about it and I think it's really it's that internal struggle that internal dialogue and then you get good at it or you leave it and yep. that's it Okay, so that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for watching. So don't forget to like, share, five stars, comment, all that wild stuff. There's just too much stuff these days. With all the different platforms, there's so much going on. So thanks for listening and watching. And we appreciate the support always. So we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. Ciao.